people go do all these things, door knock, all these things that they're one and done's. When my business model has been like, let me find somebody that can send me a shit ton and I'll just nurture that person or that organization. And that's what helped me grow quite exponentially. So the big question is, what are the top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate, grow their teams and add more transactions year over year while so many struggle? If you ever thought about this, you're not alone. No one has been able to get the answers until now. We spent the last few years helping agents sell billions in real estate, rubbing shoulders with top producers, which got us thinking, how can we expose more people to these insights to help raise the standard in the whole real estate industry? We then realized that we could help bridge the gap by getting secrets from the best of the best so that you can succeed. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey everyone, and welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Our special guest today is Mr. Brad Vanderwall. He was the number one team leader at the number one Remax office in the world. So welcome, Brad. How are you doing? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. It's great to have you on the podcast. I know today you're going to be dropping a shitload of value for everybody about the top way to get unlimited listings and your three top strategies. So uh, we're really, really excited to have you on to drop that value. So with that being said, how did you get started? Give us a bit of a backstory. Brad Vanderwall, like to be the number one team lead in the world for a Remax office is, you know, there's not many people that can, can kind of hold that flag. So give everyone a bit of a backstory where you started and how you ended up getting there. Well, first you have to be an expert at something. So I was a bartender. So I was an expert at getting shit faced for about, I don't know, 12 years. I think that some of the best realtors are actually bartenders. If you ask some of them or did some something where they were serving. Right. And I did it for a while. And I remember, I'll never forget this. I remember I was totally into this girl. And I was like 29 years old. I'm like, I got to actually get a, like a real job. Like I can't keep doing this forever. And, and you start thinking about it. And then I went into mortgage when I'm like, I'll be a mortgage broker. And then I might, I'm fucking the least organized person on the planet. So it all has to do with paperwork. I'm like, that job sucks. And then I'm like, where else can I literally be myself and still do a job? And it was real estate and it's something I enjoyed. So that's how I started. And then I just kind of came in, but I really came in at one of the worst times there was. It was in April of 2009 and it was awful. It was like, it was literally really, it was really, really bad. So um, it was tough, tough track for me to end up doing it, but I ended up getting licensed. And then I got, I was licensed, licensed April 1st, 2009. And then, uh, my very first year I did 44 ends and technically it wasn't a year cause I started April 1st and I ended up being, uh, the top, one of the top 200 agents in my city in the worst time we'd ever had. And I think the major part of it was one of my mentors told me just to like, never watch the news and shut out all the noise. And, and that's how I got started. And I started my team April 1st, the next year. Failed miserably there, learning a bunch of shit, got an assistant and kind of fumble fuck my way through it all. So um, and then here we are 12 years later, man. So that's how I started. But there's a lot in between that. But, you know, real estate's fun. It's challenging. And, uh, you know, I still get up and enjoy it every day. So, like, obviously, right now we've been going through, uh, obviously, the pandemic and the, you know, the recession again, the economic downturn. So you started during, you know, the biggest, you know, the housing crash, right? So biggest yeah. housing economic downturn and you managed to succeed basically the worst possible time to start real estate. You were like, I'm going to start real estate. So obviously a glutton for punishment. So that first year 
again, just to give people perspective, you got 44 deals, brand new agent. So you went out and got a coach. How did that work? Like, how did you get to your 44? Well, I started on a team. Um, and, and I think that, you know, it was great for me. Uh, looking back, I learned a lot. It was challenging. Like, you know, I was working like 16, 18 hour days for like 90 days in a row. I started getting really bad panic attacks and anxiety. Um, because of everything that was going on, I was learning something new. I suffered from depression and panic attacks and anxiety anyways. And this honestly just made it a lot worse. And, and I remember I left, uh, you know, he, he kind of taught me the one thing that I, that I came with him is, you know, kind of like be humble and hustle. We were one of the top teams in the whole city. Um, we had a lot of listings, like over 150, it was outrageous. And, you know, I'll never forget. He's like, just don't listen to the news. And whatever you do, just don't listen. Whenever people are sitting there saying how much everything sucks, don't listen. And I didn't know any difference. So I just sat there and I just worked. It's like, I didn't sit around agents. As soon as they sat there and like, oh, the market, I'm just like, I'm out of here. And then I'd leave that part of the office. So I didn't have to listen to their bullshit. So it wouldn't get into my head. And I haven't watched the news in 12 years. I haven't watched. I've watched it once at my grandparents' house. And I'm like, no wonder I don't watch this shit. And so I haven't watched it since. So I think mental the the mental state's really big. And then, you know, I remember one time I was in the hospital because I had the worst panic attacks. I, I didn't even know what was going on. And I came in and I got one of the guys that was working with me to to basically do my showings for me. And I got out of the hospital three days later and he sat me down and he basically gave me shit because I got him to do it. I'm like, I'm in the hospital. I'll never forget that. And I quit on the spot. And then I vowed to never, ever, ever ever after two years, uh, sell less than that guy. And he was at the top of our office. And yeah, that guy failed miserably compared to I did a life now. So I was pissed. <laughs> like, I was pissed. Like, he, it's a good thing, man. Like he literally set off the demon inside of me. It's like, he just didn't care about people. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to do it the ethical way and I'm going to destroy you. And well, I have, <laughs> so it's good. The sweet, sweet revenge. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's like, the truth is, is it's like, I didn't slander him. I'm still not saying his name. I don't say that I'm grateful for what he did. I just would have done it differently. And I think as a leader, I learned right from that spot. It's like, he taught me more what not to do in real estate than what to do. And for that, I was grateful for because it's still a learning experience for me is he taught me a lot of what not to do. I've had the exact experience. I mean, this is going back a long time for me, but I, when I was, um, had a job when I was an engineer, I had exact same thing. I had this God awful manager and I walked away and I was like, you know, I'm grateful because he taught me what not to do. He didn't teach me anything that I wanted to move on, but he taught me exactly what I didn't want to do. So, I mean, that's, that's an amazing insight. I mean, it's, you know, I know we're only touching on it, but it gives people some type of perspective of obviously your grit and determination to punch through such an economic downturn, you know, to battle through all your personal demons, you know, and share <clears throat> share that you went through them. And then, you know, now where you're at, which is obviously your top of your game and have been for a hell of a long time. And, you know, that brings us to today or, or the last year, right, which is COVID and the housing market just went crazy. Like everything no. just went crazy. And, you know, prices went up, you know, 30%, 50%, you know, madness, you, you know, houses won the market for a day, you know, just absolute madness in a lot of states and people were, were fighting for listings, which is where you basically went out and 
came up with a completely different strategy to achieve and basically get those listings that other people couldn't find, right? And, you know, that's what we really want to cover off today. So let's dive into those. I know you've got the top three, so let's let's dive into them and 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 share with the people how they can go out and not fight for a listing ever again and not have to worry about where to find them, especially in today's market. Well, I think a big thing too is whenever I tell people this, they're all like these few these a few of these strategies are like, oh, everybody's always done it. It's already been done. No, agents are eight like agents are the laziest people on the planet. Like most of them, truthfully, they suck. They don't do this. Like I literally have taught these things for months. Guess how many people have actually done it out of the hundreds of people I've taught, maybe in thousands. Probably zero because it involves work. So it's like, man, I'll get to it or I don't want to do it. So anyways, I could go on a rant. But the truth is, is that just get started. A lot of people get in their own heads and they're like, okay, how am I going to start it? And what am I going to do? And then they just keep waiting for something to be perfect before they go out and do it. I fumble fucked my way through this all. It's not like I had somebody be like, do this idea or do that. I just took action. And if you take action, you're further ahead than the person that just sits there and analyzes it for six months. You've already learned. You've already learned from your mistakes and gone and done it. So don't overthink these. The, um, you know, some of these are really simple as they say. So I'll start off and this is going to be big. It's going to get to be bigger and bigger. And it already is big, but uh, divorce lawyers. So, you know, partnering up with a, a bunch of divorce lawyers can be a really, really great way to get listings. And basically the strategy that I do, and again, disclaimer, because Americans like to sue, disclaimer <laughs> is that... I'm saying check what state you're in and please check the board that you're a part of to see if this is if you can do this. So before that, please make sure that that is because I do not want to get sued for for a concept or an idea. Compliance is not professional advice. Please consult a professional. (laughs) Yeah, something. Just give me just give me something so I'm safe to talk about my feelings and what's going on here, so I don't get in trouble. Space where we just share the top secrets, and the idea is is everyone just goes out and crushes. This is just our opinion. This is not professional advice. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So if you come in though, it's like the so with the divorce lawyers is. Just Google like where you live and Google divorce lawyers um, in that area or Google family law because that's, you know, the same thing and and call somebody. So I would just call them and say, hey, it's Brad Vandewall. I, well, for me, it was, you know, you, you, you may not have this line, but just you don't have to use it. But I'm just telling you what I did is, you know, I run one of the top teams in Calgary. I actually am getting a lot of divorces lately. You know, I would look at I don't have a divorce lawyer to refer stuff to. Can I come in and sit down for about 15 minutes, come to your office and see if we're a match to work together? So that was basically it. And then some some wouldn't get back to you. You know, it's like anything. Some do, some don't. Some are like, yes, some offices have eight people in there um, that practice law. And then so I would go and I would just talk to them and then I'd build a rapport with them. Now, luckily, where I'm from, I can offer a 25 percent referral. And I know that there are states in the United States that you can do that. It just has to be disclosed. So I started getting onto something and I sat down with a guy and he's like, yeah. And I remember he gave me somebody instantly, instantly, like within, and it was my second day when I was out meeting people and instantly I went and was able to go and do that. And that was fantastic. So I got a listing out of it. I'm like, Oh man, I'm onto something. And I'll never forget though. This is how short and small minded people are. My broker at the time, I asked him cause I was newish. I said, Hey, is this legal? He's like, yes, absolutely. You won't get in trouble. I said, He's like, but why would you ever do that? I'm like, what? 
He's like, why would you go, why would you go off for 25%? Like, why would you go offer to give somebody 25% commission for that? I'm like, are you serious right now? I'm like, if any realtor in the world called me and said, I have a referral for you, standard practice is 25%. I'm like, how is this any different? And he was fighting me on it. And he's like, well, because, you know, why would you do it? They're not realtors. Why would you just try not to build a rapport? I'm like, man, I'm like, am I actually having this conversation with somebody? I'm like, I just finally left. I'm like, can I do this? He's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm out of here. So it's just like the negative stuff that people will plant in your head is crazy. And that was for my broker. It's like, am I doing anything illegal? No. Okay. So I can go, let's say I'm, I didn't, but let's say I did this and I worked with 15 different lawyers, 15, that's it. And I just did this. And let's see, each of them gave me one every six months. You mean to tell me any realtor on the planet would be like, hey, look, you got to put in a little bit of work, but you literally are going to get 30 listings a year and it's going to cost you 25%. Who would say, well, he'd say no, but who else would say no? So that's just a big part of it. And then sometimes you can't do the 25%. So what you're actually going to want to do is figure out creative ways or solutions to do it is if you Google search somebody and they come up, that means that they're paying to be there. So normally if they're paying to be there, they're, they're a big deal or at least trying to be a big deal, which is sometimes good enough. And then you can just ask them what their ad spend on it is a month. Let's say they're like $1,500. It's like, great. Here's what I'll do. As soon as you send me your first person, I'll cut, I'll cut you a check for your ad spend for two months or, or whatever you want to do because you can help people pay to promote that, right? So that was a way that I thought for my American uh, people that I was talking to and discussing this with, there's a way around it is, hey, go in and offer to pay for their ad spend because that's something I know that you can do because it's completely separate. But imagine if you're growing their ad spend, you know, then all of a sudden maybe they're sending you two a month, then their ad spend doubles to 3,000. You show them the value of how basically you're going to come in and double their business. Now, the truth is when I sat down, once I talked to them, like, hey, guys, like I'm getting some business right now, but not a ton. You know, is there a way that I basically said, hey, can I can I give you 25 percent referral? And they're like, yeah. And they never asked me ever again if I had business. But get there, say you're having business. Then you literally flip mode it and say, I want to pay you for it. Because if you come in and maybe say you want to pay for it, a lot of them, though, you got to explain. They're like, well, can I actually do that? Is this legal? It's like, look, talk to your bar and do it now. Take the initiative first and talk to the, whatever the legal bar is in your city or your state and see if they can do like do your legwork first to find that out. Because then you're like, yes, I talked to so and so here at this date and I'm done because then what it'll do is it'll alleviate the objections in their head that they're trying to basically shut maybe the idea down is if you do the legwork first and bring it to them saying, that you know, that it's good then you're going to be better off and you're going to have somebody that's more, more, far more receptive because they will try to, because they're lawyers. They're trying to be like, hey, legally, can I do this? What am I supposed to do? And then basically bring them the answers uh, first. That's how I would do it. And here's, here's a little fun tip. Having gone through the licensing process fairly recently, a lot of lawyers can get the equivalency and just go can go get their license because it's a recognized course in most states. So like Brad's saying, just do the little bit of a legwork and you'll be that much ahead because you can basically slide them into your business fairly quickly with a, with a little bit of resistance, not a lot. And then I'm going to be making a shed load more money. Yeah. So win-win. And that's the thing, but you want more listings now. And the truth is, but sometimes you still get a buy, right? Like I remember one time I got a sell and two buys. You know, I had a female on the team. She wanted a female realtor, but I had one. I said, no problem. You know, go with a female realtor on the team. 
And then, um, and then the other way around it is like, and then I, I dealt with uh, the, the husband, but there's, there's just so much opportunity. I think that that's what allows people to grow their business is now how my business got so big is I maintain relationships, but fewer relationships, right? So if I have 15 divorce lawyers and then, you know, I'm going to talk about, you know, uh, retirement communities, all these things that I have is if you're maintaining 25 solid relationships, taking them to games, do, taking them out for dinner, showing them your gratitude. If you had 25 people that, you know, can send you a ton of business every single year, that's easier than going and doing like spending 5,000 bucks a month on lead gen. Yet people will do that. People go do all these things, door knock, all these things that they're one and dones. When my business model has been like, let me find somebody that can send me a shit ton and I'll just nurture that person or that organization. And that's what helped me grow quite exponentially is because you're, you know, when you're getting lead gen until you build up a database or you have a past client list or something like that. And even then it's still challenging. I just can't stress enough. I just wanted a bunch, like a few people to be able to send me a bunch of business. And that's how I grew. So you're thinking about really just going at scale while managing a key few and still getting a lot of transactions. Brilliant. That's it. And the work eventually when you have that becomes less and less, but then it's scalable. If you're like, okay, I want to work with, and we'll go into some of the other stuff. I want to work with five divorce lawyers now. Found my way through that, get to know it's like, what do you think? There's only five divorce lawyers in your city? Unless you live in like, I don't know, I can't even name a place. I don't think Mobile, Alabama is very big, but for some reason, that's the very first place that came to my mind. But if you're living in a small place, like living in a, a normal city, like there's hundreds and hundreds of them. So if you can get five, 10, 15, then it's scalable. Then you can grow a team. And then like you're the one or like I'd be the one, for example, that have relationships with these 30 divorce lawyers. So that way, if somebody on my team leaves, guess what? Beat it. I have the relationship. I'll refer it to somebody else. So if you're in a situation, you want to make sure that you have that. And guess what? If you're too busy and you have somebody that's helping you run your team, show, just mimic them and show them what to do. I mean, just while you were telling me this, I was kind of, I mean, this is going to sound a little bit cold, but I was thinking about other things, other businesses that the divorce or like someone would need to sell a home or other people. And like, I'm not sure if this has ever been done, <laughs> but like I was thinking about the whole like funeral homes and yeah. places like that. Where, probate lawyers. Pro, yeah, probate lawyers, people like that where someone's died and they've got this home, this asset that has to be gone. And and that that's their sole job is they get handed these assets that they've got to get rid of, right? And that's why I'm thinking about this. So you've got like, divorce lawyers and I'm thinking like, yeah, probate, stuff like that. Yeah. Is having those relationships, I mean, that's what they do full time, you know? Probate lawyers for sure um, is pretty good. I found with it, it's still challenging no matter what, right? Probate lawyers are are they're nice. It has nothing to do with that. It's just the reason why you're getting a listing can be challenging. I never went down that path, but I know there's very successful people uh, all across North America that are keen with with some probate lawyers, and yeah, and they make they make good money from that. So that's absolutely another way for sure. I'm just not educated on how to do it, to be completely honest, but you can get probate lists. Like there's all sorts of things that you can do to get it going if you want, but yep, there's, there's uh, whole courses on that too. Well, they'll be sure to get them on and share their in insight. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. In the next episode, they will be revealing more of their secrets to success. But before that, I've got something super special for you. If you want exclusive access to more trade secrets, courses, 
coaching completely free, then text us the word ELITE to 954-998-0288. It's completely private, invite only. This is where we share ultra-exclusive content that's either never been shared before or would cost you thousands to get your hands on. So if you want access to all of this completely for free, text us the word ELITE to 954-998-0288. Then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com and enter the one-time passcode we will have sent you to your phone. Can't wait to have you as part of the community.